Hi, I'm Kat, grassroots marketer turned brand builder. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever, your weekly dose of not so nice, but oh so clever advice and actionable strategies to grow your mind, brand, and bank account beyond your wildest dreams. Free of charge. You're welcome. So grab your notebook and let's get to it. In today's episode, we're exploring one particular area of our Clever Girl credo on branding. As we know, Clever Girls know who they want to be, and they enjoy standing out from the crowd, even when we're introverts. We don't want to blend in, but we want to be different. And what better way to rebrand yourself than moving to a new city? Having said that, we give you permission to rebrand at any time without having to uproot your life and move to a new city. These are just things that Kat and I have learned because we've both had the life experiences of kind of starting over again in a new geographic location. So let's set the scene and dial back the timeline a little bit. Kat and Candace in the early 20s, we've never lived anywhere else in our lives. And all of a sudden, we get struck with the why the fuck not bug. (laughs) And we Mm -hmm. decide to move to a new city. And, you know, the catalyst for this episode was a conversation that she and I were having one day during a planning session and wondering why branding came so naturally to us. It's easy for us to come up with analogies. It's easy for us to explain it and talk about it, even if we aren't getting paid to talk about it, although we love getting paid to talk about it too. (laughs) Uh, And yet people would come to us who are highly intelligent, top performing, Like these are incredible individuals that are coming to us, wanting to work with us. And it's so difficult for them to just simply understand, let alone execute. And the more we talked, the more Candace and I realized how much we had truly moved in our lives, which, you know, includes my recent move to DC from Miami, formerly moved from Portland. And before that, I was from the Bay Area in California. And Candace is pending as we speak, move from Vegas to San Diego. Yeah, literally next weekend. Crazy. I'm so excited for you. And so why are we diving into this? And it's like, well, I mean, aside from the fact that we both have Scorpio in our charts and we are obsessed (laughs) with transformation, we found that living in a new city gives us the opportunity to decide whoever it was we wanted to be. Because the kids we went to high school with The kids that you went to high school with who's listening to this right now, they knew the awkward brace face cat that I have thankfully destroyed all photographic evidence of because I lived in a time pre-Facebook. They didn't know that cat. And so when she moved to Portland and was pursuing a nursing degree and she had her boxer dog and wanted to go to the dog park, that was the cat they knew. So this episode is more of a study in branding as a life exercise than anything else. And we Hope you find something valuable to take away along the way. Yeah. So I thought we'd start off by just talking a little bit about like each of our first moves. Mm -hmm. So I moved from LA where I grew up and went to school to Vegas. I was probably in my late twenties at the time and I was fresh out of a breakup, like a really ugly, heart-wrenching, oh gosh, heart-wrenching breakup. I feel stupid thinking about it now because like now it seems so dumb. But back then it was just, yeah, definitely heart wrenching. It was everything. And just by chance, I got a job offer because the principal of the school that I worked at in LA 
moved to Vegas and was starting a school there. And she offered me a job. And it was just like, since I was so fresh off the breakup, I was like, sure, something new, right? Get me out of Mm -hmm. this place. I needed a fresh start. And I literally moved to Vegas in like 10 days from like offer to, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I didn't know it was that quick. Oh, it was so quick. And I've never done anything like that before. Even college, I went to college locally. So I had never really, you know, been out of my comfort zone of my area of living and had never been away from my family. And it was kind of scary, but also I was just at a place in my life where I knew something had to change. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your first move, Kat. Yeah. So my first move came in 2013. So obviously, like to level set on timeline here, when I was getting college acceptance letters and in my senior year of high school, that was 2009, y'all. So I don't think I need to go into depth there about what the job prospect and market looked like then. It, uh, it was pretty bleak. However, I was lucky enough, and this is where like one of my dad's sayings comes into play, like it's not what you know, it's who you know. I was able to get a job in San Francisco, but I realized quickly corporate wasn't for me. And I had been in my hometown long enough after graduating high school, like two, three years to where I was starting to see some really unhealthy patterns from those folks that I had went to school with. And I was like, similar to Candace, additionally, I'd also ended a relationship. And I was like, I want to get out of my hometown. I want to get away from this. I want to break the cycle and have a different life and story for myself. And I also wanted to have no visual associations with my past relationship. I just wanted to like, new city, who dis, right? And so (laughs) I'd moved To Portland. Oh, you were going to say something, Candace? I was just going to say some people cut bangs when they break Mm -hmm. up, and apparently we move cities. I don't know. Yeah. We're a little dramatic, (laughs) you could say. But it works for us. And so I had cashed out my 401k that I'd been building at the company I was working for, and I used that as like my first year's tuition payment for nursing school. And I moved to Portland, Oregon, went to a local school there because they were going to give me in-state tuition because I was a resident of a bordering state, so I could afford it. I was paying for it all myself. And it was great because Portland was very much a small town city. Coming from San Francisco in the Bay Area, it had the small town feel. So it felt approachable to me. And, you know, for those who know Portland, it's got its four distinct quadrants. You've got Northwest, Northeast, Southwest, and Southeast. And so I lived in Southeast for a time, recognized now in retrospect, it had its own personal brand wasn't really my vibe. So then I moved to Northwest because it was a little bit more industrial and up and up. And I got that like city girl experience. And it was great because every friend that I made there, they knew me as Kat who's going to nursing school. She has a dog. She goes to the dog park. She used to do ballet, but now she does climbing because in my mind, that was basically just vertical ballet up a wall. (laughs) And it was, it was fun. It was great. I was single. I had my dog went to school. I got a job at a local fitness studio because I couldn't quite afford a fitness membership. And it was great. I rebranded myself without even realizing it. Yeah, same here. So when I moved to Vegas, I didn't have any friends. And Mm -hmm. I realized that I can like go home after work. And it wasn't like I could just go hang out with my sister, right? Or before I could do that. Or, you know, just call one of my friends. I didn't have anyone to do that with. So I ended up joining the gym, which was great because I think I lost about 20 pounds when I first moved to Vegas because in LA, I was commuting like three hours a day just to get to and from work. And I had all this time back. Oh, snap. 
but I didn't have any relation, but I didn't have any relationships. I didn't have any friends. So Mm -hmm. I started to think about ways that I can get involved in the community and like meet people. And the gym was one of those things for me that I was able to kind of get out of the house Mm-hmm. and see some other humans after work. So that's something that I did. And I realized that it gave me an opportunity that I didn't have before to think about how I was spending my time instead of maybe just being in the routine of how I spent my time previously living in a city where I knew people and could just drive to anyone's house really easily, mm-hmm. right? I had to read think about how I was going to build that community. But also, I think that living in LA, I had an inherited community because I was literally like born into it, right? Now it was the chance for me to intentionally build my community, which was a, a new experience. I love that you pointed that out because I remember when I was sitting at home, I rented this cute little bungalow in Southeast when I first moved to Portland. And I remember sitting on the couch, like on a Friday night and Zoe was passed out. My, Zoe was my boxer that I had at the time. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? It's it's Friday night. I'm, I'm 21. I feel like I should do something. And I'm like, I can do whatever it is that I want. Like there is no, yeah. like you said, inherited friends, community, routine, autopilot. I was right. off autopilot now. Yeah. You're not just like, for me, I could spend my whole weekend going to a baby shower or my cousin's birthday party or someone's baptism. Mm -hmm. Like, am I showing that I'm a Latina? Um, But like, there was always something (laughs) happening, right? So there was always somewhere for me to be without even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And now I just had this space in my life to think about what it is I'm going to spend my time doing. Right. And one thing too that evolved, like obviously like the neighborhood that I landed in when I first moved was not where I wanted to stay. And I ended up choosing, I I decided which quadrant, which neighborhood, what type of building did I want to live in, right? And I ended mm-hmm. up in Northwest and I had a big dog. Zoe was 70 pounds. And so there weren't a lot of buildings that accepted dogs at that size. But the one that I did find in Northwest was on Hoyt Street. And it was the place where a bunch of other young 20-somethings, maybe they had a main career, maybe they had a couple jobs, but they all had big dogs. There was a couple from Mass who had um, a golden retriever. There was a couple who had two huskies. And their mom ended up becoming my tattoo artist. And she did my shoulder tattoo with the the (laughs) scapula drawing from Grey's Anatomy. And it was just so cool because the longer I was there, the more and more I moved and niched into like, who I wanted to be surrounded with and what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be seen and what I wanted to be associated with and for. And it was just kind of this amazing, like you said, blank slate, like moving Mm -hmm. there just gave you that space to paint whatever picture you wanted for yourself and for your life. And for those of you who haven't moved or aren't planning on moving, you can still do this right now. You can Mm -hmm. decide who it is that you want to be without worrying about who you've been. And I think that's a hard thing for people to think about. But really, I feel like you are the architect of your life and you hear it and it sounds cheesy, but it's so freaking true that no matter where you've been or what you've done in the past or what people known you for in the past, Mm -hmm. you can pivot and change that and decide you're going to spend your time in different ways and decide you're going to spend your time with different people 
and decide you're going to embrace new things. Now, it's not going to come without friction. Very true. But you can still move forward and you can get past that. Like if I decided that I wanted to open my own bakery, I could do that. I just have to change how I'm currently spending my time, right? It doesn't matter what I want to do in the future. I have the opportunity to do it if I just decide to. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I love that you use the word architect. That I I knew you would. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for feeding my love language, Candice. (laughs) I like that you brought it back and reminded people who are listening that even if you aren't picking up and moving, you have the opportunity. It just takes a decision. And I think a few small ways that you could do that or begin to leverage that if you have this type of event coming up is if you are changing jobs Mm -hmm. or even if you get a promotion at your current job, right? That title comes with a whole new perception and brand in and of itself or even changing gyms. You know, any, any decision that affects how you're spending your time and who you're spending your time with is an opportunity to figure out and rediscover the edges of your own personal brand and what you want your network to look like and what you want your intentional mission as you take on the day, as you look at your week, as you set goals for the month or the year. It doesn't have to take a whole out-of-state move. We can leave those dramatic moves for Candace and I, but it could be something as as starting a new job or, or switching gyms if you want to switch it up, you know, if you yeah. feel like you want to inject that variety into your life. One, I think, relatively accessible way to change your network is to join a gym that costs a little bit more than the one that you're at right now. Ooh, that's Yeah, good. because you know, I was a Planet Fitness member. I remember, I know. Me too, I was too. Right, but one way that I was able to connect with people who are at different income levels pretty easily was by joining a nicer gym. I joined David Barton in Las Vegas and it was a little fancy and I loved it. And it was kind of just like a luxury. Also, I didn't have any friends. So it was a cool place to hang out on the weekends (laughs) 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 and go hang out. So it was a little bit of my entertainment budget in the gym budget as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that is something that people should consider in how do you kind of insert yourself in places maybe that you haven't been before. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think I even, I do that a little bit. I'm in that process right now, folks. Here we go. Learning alongside all of you. So, mm-hmm. you know, I moved to DC a few months ago and obviously I needed to get all nested and settled. I needed to hang up my artwork, set up my work from home space. But now I'm feeling that itch to find the places where I want to go when I want to work remote for the day, like remote, mm-hmm. remote, <laughs> you know, like at a coffee <laughs> yeah. shop or a cafe or even one of our clients. Kimberly graciously offered to allow me to co-work from her office space right on 14, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so I think I'm in that process right now and figuring out where I want to hang out. And it won't be the maybe potentially Planet Fitness version of where I want to hang out, but the Mm -hmm. David... The David Barton version, which I have no idea what that means, but that's specific to Vegas. (laughs) Only Las Vegas. Yeah, only Las Vegas people will, I think. Only Las Vegas. So... Continuing with this theme is that if you live in another city and a state, there's no one there to tell you or consistently remind you of who you were if you don't want to be that person anymore, right? Where Mm -hmm. people in your life and community are probably quick to tell you like, 
what are you talking about? You're a teacher, Candace. Like, you're not a brand strategist. Or what? How do you even know how to do that? Or you're not qualified. Mm-hmm. Like, all of those kind of, I don't know, that negative talk that can sometimes come from your community when you are transitioning into a new field or arena. I think mm-hmm. you kind of lose that a little bit with the distance. Mm-hmm. So that's a reason that moving makes that a little bit easier. But even if you are in the same area and you are hearing those things, I think you can create distance between yourself and those people mm-hmm. by choosing how you're spending your time. And even additionally, turning to online, right? Like mm, That's huge. I have found some of the most incredible, supportive men and women who are just as growth obsessed as I am, as optimistic, as like cheering you on. They don't look at people's competition because their only competition is themselves. I found those folks online, you know, the advent of digital has completely removed the borders that limited generations before us. Whereas before your entire life was dictated where you were born. Mm-hmm. We don't have that restriction this day and age. And it's incredible to be able to leverage that. And like just last night, I was on the phone with Aletha, who I met through the branding program that Candace and I both work with. And she and I were just talking about how she got recently married and how like marriage is on the horizon for myself. And I was like, so what's changed? She's like, really nothing. And I didn't even change my last <laughs> name because my last name is my brand and I didn't want to have to go through that whole part. And I was like, that's my girl making the branding <laughs> decision. Okay. So this is funny. This is just a funny aside Yeah, based on that is mm-hmm. at first I was like, I'm not changing my last name because that's my brand. And then mm-hmm. Dominic was kind of like annoyed. And then <laughs> and then a little bit later, I was like, you know what? I am changing my last name. And he was super excited, right? He's like, oh my gosh, like, okay, we're Yay. like a real family. Yay, you know, like in his mind. <laughs> yeah. And then later, like months after, like after we got married, I was like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I changed my I changed my last name because now my initials are CCC. And like, that's cool branding. Like that, that'll be cool. And he was like, yeah. I knew it. I knew there was some reason that you decided to change your name. And it wasn't just like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm so in love. Yeah. I am in love, but still, you know. You are in love. It was a branding decision, of course. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this, uh, this girl, you know. But he was also not surprised. He knows who he married. He knows exactly who he married. So that's just a really funny, funny little aside. Oh, my goodness. I'm always making decisions about my brand. You guys want to know how aligned Candace and I are on this when we have talked about the subject of like me and my current partner will getting married. I'm like, yeah, it's great. I've already reserved the handles for like potentially if I do decide to change my last <laughs> name to his, I'll be able to have it because y'all, how hard is it to get your first and last name? Just that. So hard. Oh, that was another reason. I was like, I wanted to change my Instagram handle, but there's too many Candace Moraleses. So my new last name was not taken. And I definitely mm-hmm. checked the website and checked the Instagram handle yeah. before I said that I was going to change my last name. So there's that. Guys, here's the thing. I don't think he listens. This is how I just take it as a sign that we definitely are with the right people. Like if those yeah. people are aligning, they accept us for who we are and how we are and they love us mm-hmm. for us. And also their name fits seamlessly into our lives and our brand. Like that's that's synergy. That's how I look at it. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Do you think they'll ever listen to this episode? Or should we make them listen to this one? <laughs> he would not be surprised. None of this is going to shock him. Yeah. I don't think for Will either. So it's fine if he does. <sighs> okay. Just a couple, like kind of a checklist that we have here. Yes. So freedom and being given a blank slate 
There's anonymity, which allows for a lot of opportunity, right? Go to an event and introduce yourself as who you want to be. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. Hey, I'm a brand strategist. They don't know that I haven't worked with a client yet, right? (laughs) So decide who it is you want to be and start introducing yourself as that. Another one is people who have known you previously will likely have expectations on who you're going to be, but all these new people won't. Mm -hmm. They're excited to meet whoever you are. Mm -hmm. Because when you're a stranger in a new city, there's no history or context or past. You are literally holding the pen. Yep. And whatever you say or put out there will be their first and strong. We know how important first impressions are, right? You're crafting that first impression with intention from the moment you move there or start going to that gym or start that new job at that firm. Yep. And you get to build the context and the story that you want people to know about you. So you get to build that by, once again, how you're choosing to spend your time, who you're choosing to spend your time with, Mm -hmm. what it is that you're doing. I just like to think about it as an opportunity to build, you know, Candace 2.0 or 3.0 or wherever it is. Yeah. I mean, well, now I feel like it has to be triple threat, Candace, because you're like three C's in a row. Like three C's in a row. Yeah. I'm at, yeah. Look out, y'all. Look out. <laughs> and this is the best thing. This is probably why we, we filmed an entire episode about it, because we see people in our sessions, in our workshops, like always stressing and beating themselves up over things that they can't control. But mm-hmm. this is something branding yourself offline, in your community, among your network, at the gym, at the workplace, is entirely within your control. If you're giving up that control, that's on you, right? And then this could potentially be your permission to take back that control. Because who you want to be, that's up to you. And, you know, like Candace had shared, your hometown and your state, those were determined by choices that your parents made. Where you were born was literally decided before you were even a being. Like, that's Mm -hmm. wild. And how do your parents know who you want to be or who you want to grow up to? There's no way they can know that. They're going to give their love and impart upon their lessons because they want you to survive past the age of 18. And, you know, they want you to to be happy. And regardless of if you want to be just like them or not, at least having this awareness and understanding this can allow you to decide, yes, I do want to remain here. Or no, this might not be for me. No, thank you. I would like to fill in the blank of whatever it is that you want to make your dreams come true. Absolutely. So one thing that I think is a little bit challenging for any adult, but especially if you're moving to a new city, is figuring out how to make new friends. Oh, it's hard as an adult, right? It's hard as an adult because you can't just be like, do you want to play with me? Do you want to go on the swings together? Right? Yeah. (laughs) There's no adult playground that you all go like, yeah. Oh my I mean, God, I guess I a bar is an adult playground, but then there's <laughs> like a whole other context there, you know? There is. There's layers there. How do you just, you know, make friends as an adult? And I think that thinking about going to events that are based around your interests so you can meet other people who are also interested in those things mm-hmm. is an easier way to make friends. Like, for example, something as simple as like, if you love cooking, like go to a cooking class. Guess what? There's going to be people there who also enjoy cooking. That Those might be your people. Mm-hmm. Maybe they love having dinner parties, you know, every week. And maybe you get to meet their friends who are also 
interesting people that you get to spend time with. So thinking kind of outside the box about the way you're making friends and intentionally putting yourself in places where you can meet people that are interesting to you, who you want to spend time with. Mm-hmm. You have any other tips for that, Kat, and making friends in new places? Well, I'm going to just double down on a quote that I know everybody has likely heard at least once, that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And folks, if this episode has not convinced you of that importance, like I don't know what will. It's not just a saying. It really is a lifestyle. And by putting yourself in a new environment and different rooms, different people will inevitably bring you different opportunities. That's just science. That's just facts. And mm-hmm. bring you adventures and conversations and stories like this one so that you can one day co-launch a podcast and record an episode <laughs> about it. And we just crossed into the realm of meta, folks. <laughs> so let's bring this all together. Candice, key takeaway in case people listening just skip to the end for the good part. Yeah. So we've said it a million times, but Moving allows you to create a new vision for your life. And we want to remind you that even if you're not moving every single day, you have the opportunity to create a new vision for your life and begin living in that vision. We just wanted to bring back some of the things that we thought about because of our experience moving, but we want you to take the nuggets and use them no matter where you are in your life right now. And the next one is there's a difference between being born into a community and building the community that you want with intention that actually matches the life that you want to have. So those are the key takeaways for today. I love it. And if you found value in today's podcast, feel free to hop onto Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening in. And leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. Tell us if you are planning an upcoming move. You can always shoot us a DM as well on Instagram at NotNiceClever. We've got your back when it comes to branding, marketing, money, and manifesting. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice Clever. Remember to follow our podcast wherever you listen to audio. And head to www.notniceclever.com to connect for more. Drop a question. We'll shoot you an answer. We're not gatekeepers here. Signing off. You're not so nice, but also clever besties that mean business. See you next week.